0: Hello, and uh, welcome to a very peculiar episode of West Bros. I say peculiar for two two main reasons. One, uh, Jacob Westbrook is not here, which is not entirely unusual since I've recorded a solo episode or two in my time. Uh, the second reason why this episode is unusual is because I am not being sarcastic, nor am I talking about something that I dislike or find amusing and want to make fun of it. No, rather I'm talking about something I actually admire and enjoy, which would be the Iditarod Trail sled dog race held uh, annually in Alaska from Anchorage to Nome. Now, I've, uh, I've gained quite the interest in Alaska over the last couple years, ever since, ever, uh, well, if I'm being honest, ever since the uh, Harrison Ford animated CGI dog movie Call the Wild came out. But uh, I started reading Alaska by James Michener, an 1,100-page historical novel uh, following fictional characters and some non-fictional characters through the history of the state all the way back from the beginning of the the continent uh, to the present day and beyond. Uh, today, uh, however, Sunday, March 6th, marked the official start of the Iditarod sled dog race. Uh, of course, the ceremonial start was held in Anchorage yesterday, but that, again, is is strictly ceremonial. There's no That's not where the race actually starts. There's a procession through the main street of Anchorage and, you know, people gather to watch it. It's kind of like a parade almost. But the actual race starts 80 miles north of Anchorage in Willow, Alaska. Uh, Reading from the uh, Wikipedia page here, that's that's where all the journalists and podcasters go to get their... Their information, the Iditarod Trail Sled Dog Race, more commonly known as the Iditarod, is an annual long-distance sled dog race run in early March. It travels from Anchorage to Nome, entirely within the U.S. state of Alaska. Mushers and a team of 14 dogs, of which at least five must be on the tow line at the finish line, cover the distance in eight to 15 days or more. The Iditarod began in 1973 as an event to test the best sled dog mushers and teams, but evolved into today's highly competitive race. Uh, teams generally race through blizzards, causing whiteout conditions, sub-zero temperatures, and gale-force winds, which can cause the wind chill to reach negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit. A ceremonial start occurs in the city of Anchorage and is followed by the official restart in Willow, a city 80 miles north of Anchorage. The restart was originally in Wasilla. Wasilla? I don't know how to pronounce it, Alaskan town names. I'm still working on it. It was originally in Wasilla through 2007, but due to too little snow, the restart has been as Willow since 2008. The trail runs from Willow up the rainy pass of the Alaska Range into the sparsely populated interior and along the shore of the Bering Sea, finally reaching Nome in western Alaska. The trail is through a rugged landscape of tundra and spruce forests over hills and mountain passes and across rivers. While the start in Anchorage is in the middle of a large urban center, most of the route passes through widely separated towns and villages and small Athabascan and Inupiat settlements. I don't think I pronounced those correctly. The Iditarod is regarded as a symbolic link to the early history of the state and is connected to many traditions commemorating the legacy of dog mushing. Now, the race itself, uh, this is me not reading from Wikipedia anymore, Uh, the race itself takes about a week to complete. The fastest time ever recorded was in 2017 when Mitch Seavey, uh, ran it in eight days, three hours, forty minutes, and thirteen seconds. So it's a long race, and it starts today. So we'll have a couple a couple of Westbros episodes before a winner is crowned. So I'll I'll keep you uh, I'll keep you updated through the the next couple West Bros episodes. Probably uh, annoying Jake because he doesn't care about cool things. To get us started uh, today, we have like I said the uh, the Iditarod. You know it took off from uh, Willow. Uh, earlier today, this afternoon, and it's kind of hard to stay updated on the race. Uh, not only because uh, no shade to Alaska, but their news sources aren't necessarily the fastest or or the, I wouldn't say best, but they're not necessarily the most advanced or technologically advanced, and there's not necessarily a lot of interest in the, uh, the last frontier in terms of news. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about. We can uh, later in the week, I'll, I'll talk about the the uh, history of the Iditarod and how it got started. Uh, the 1925 race of Great Mercy uh, to Nome, the serum run, uh, saving uh, the whole town of Nome from a diphtheria epidemic. And I'll talk about the man who ran the Iditarod with poodles. But in the meantime, I have two main subjects I want to talk about today. One, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, We'll get some Alaska uh, news sources and what they think about this upcoming Iditarod. This is from alaskapublic.org, Alaska Public Media, which seems to be affiliated with PBS as well as NPR. And this was written by Lex Trainin from the Alaska Public Media on March 1st. And they asked, can anyone beat Dallas CV? Top Iditarod mushers say they're ready to try. Uh... Top mushers who are hoping to win the 1,000 mile Iditarod Trail sled race this year say they've got their eyes on one team 2021 winner and five time champion Dallas CV. The 35 year old, 34 year old, my bad, CV stormed back to the Iditarod last year, winning by more than three hours in a pandemic altered competition that started and ended in Willow. CV, who already made history as the Iditarod's youngest champion at 25, is now eyeing another record, becoming the first ever six time Iditarod champion. CV is currently tied. Uh, with I'm I'm not sure but he is currently tied at five five championships or five wins winning efforts at the Iditarod and this is like you know if if you put this into perspective like Tom Brady beat out Joe Montana by winning five Super Bowls so so Seavey here is like the the Tom Brady of the Iditarod uh, but his competitors aren't going to make it easy for him this year especially his dad three-time Iditarod champion Mitch Seavey who, as you'll recall from me reading that Wikipedia article a few minutes ago, set the record for the fastest time in 2017. If he wins, he's going to have to beat me, said the elder CV in between chores at his Seaward dog yard. I'm not going to give it to him. Dallas CV has won five of the last seven Iditarods he started. He came in fourth in 2013 and second to his dad in 2017. Uh, The two CVs are among five past champions competing in this year's Iditarod. Out of last year's top ten teams, nine are back in the race. Mitch CV 62 took a break from the race last year to let his trail-battered body recover. He said he's been going to a chiropractor, stretching, and doing rolfing, a form of deep tissue massage. I feel physically much better off, so I'm probably a better mushroom now than I have been in many years, he said. How his team stacks up is yet to be seen. He hasn't run any races yet this year, but says he's been tracking the team's speed with a GPS on long training runs and feels confident in his dogs. Last year, he said, he gifted a few of his best dogs to his son. And while Dallas Seavey will run with some of them in, the, in this year's race, he gave a few back. I do think he missed on his selection because some of the ones I got back are some of the ones I thought were a couple of the best ones, says the elder Mitch Seavey. As for Dallas CV's sake, uh, we don't know. Cell service at his kennel in Tall, Kid, Tall Keetna, Cut out before we could ask him. Further north, Brent Sass hasn't left any room for doubt about the shape his dogs are in. He's won all three of the mid distance races he started this year, including the Copper Basin 300, where he outran rivals like former Iditarod champ Jor Leaf Seth Uh So there's a lot of actual, there's a lot of different sled dog races in Alaska. There's the Yukon Quest that goes to, I believe, Dawson. And, and of course, there's, there's some smaller ones as well, but. This is a big thing in Alaska because it it was so much part of the history and uh, sled dog racing kind of keeps that history alive. There's not really a need for it as much anymore with the advent and popularity of air travel these days. But there are plenty of colorful characters running the Iditarod, of course, and of course plenty of colorful dogs as well. Now this article was from earlier today. Uh, This is from KINY, which is a news radio station, or a radio station, out of Juneau, Alaska, the capital in the Alaska Panhandle. And this does not seem to have an author. This is from the Associated Press. And they're off to Nome. The Iditarod Trail Sled Dog had its commemorative start Sunday north of Anchorage. There are 49 mushers trying to be the first to the finish line in the Bering Sea coastal community of Nome. To get there, they and their dogs have to go over two mountain ranges, the frozen Yukon River and the treacherous Bering Sea Ice. Dallas CV is the defending champion, and he's trying to make history in this race. CV is tied with Rick Swenson, that's who it is, for the most Iditarod victories ever at five apiece and could break that tie with a win. Swenson hasn't raced the Iditarod in a decade and last won the race in 1991. So, of course, these these uh, brave mushers and their their team of dogs have, have started the long, long trek to Nome, Alaska from Willow, and it's frankly pretty amazing even even if you consider just how technologically advanced like society has become and how you you think oh the world's gotten a lot smaller since we have technology and and smartphones and gps tracking and everything but these people are still with nothing but the power of a, a little over a dozen sled dogs are traveling a few hundred miles across frozen alaskan wilderness uh for for not much beyond just the joy of doing it for the for, because it's there. So this is still pretty amazing I think the fact that you have these people keeping this this cultural tradition alive and and these these brave people going out there for for nothing more than to to prove themselves and and of course these dogs are you know they they've become just part of part of who these mushers are is is you know because they form such a bond and connection on the trail these dogs that do so much work, and and they they're bred they're bred for it. They're meant to run this race. And up, oh, hold the fort. More than 150 dogs have died during the hashtag #Iditarod. That number doesn't include those who are killed during the off season. Uh oh, Peta, this Peta on Twitter is is telling me that that the Iditarod is evil. Um, let's see, writ large. Replies and says, "I visited a kennel in Alaska. The mushers love their dogs. You are well-meaning, but very misguided about this. I—I I mean, I guess that's—I guess that's a good point. I mean, th- these dogs are very important to these mushers. This is—this is something that's very important to them. You know, they form such a special bond with these creatures because of the—the the time they spend with them, and—and they—they—they they work in a—in harmony together. They—they they have this mutually beneficial relationship." Because the the mushers are, are out there to test their metal and these dogs are bred and born to work their, their whole purpose for existence is is to work and assist man and I think it's it's kind of beautiful that they're carrying on this cultural tradition that that started with the indigenous people of Alaska and Siberia and has migrated over and, and now in a time where again technology has allowed us to to circumvent so many traditions of, of mankind and and the use of, of such Transportation methods. I think it's kind of beautiful that they're keeping this this facet of their culture alive. And oh, Osman Twenty One says, "F that piss weak excuse of a sport." Okay, okay. That I mean, all all right. Uh, Uh, let's see, uh, Rit responds and says, I've been to a kennel in Alaska. What do you know about it? They're well cared for dogs. Did the tour include the coolers and argon gas used for the homemade gas chambers? Uh, no, it wasn't imaginary, <laughs> Rit says. Um, then then Osman, who, whose profile picture seems to be wearing a mask, says, I wonder why they'd leave that out of the tour. They didn't want you to see how they treat the dogs that are of no use to them. Uh, Ritz says they had many retired dogs there. All are well-treated. Visit for yourself if you want to see. It's not a money-making lifestyle. And Osmond responds and says, Sure, I'll go spit in their faces and call them C-words. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, hmm. Uh, Melvin replies to PETA and says, Those dogs died doing what they loved, something you haven't learned about yet. Huh. This person's username is just a star and says, Ah, oh, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> Sosa says, <laughs> So Peter says more than 150 dogs have died during the Iditarod. The number doesn't include those who were killed during the offseason. And, uh, and Sosa replies, What's the dog doing? <laughs> The offensive lefty says, wait, what? I thought the only dogs that died were the ones y'all euthanized. You mean to tell me some dogs died during the course of their normal lifespans? Crazy. Uh, I, I swear, I didn't start out trying to cover the Iditarod with, with talking about people that I don't agree with or want to make fun of. But PETA, PETA did this. this. They started this. They started this. Of course, you get the people that support PETA on this and say, I hate people. I'm living at what God's creatures have to go through. Uh, this is a big harassment on the innocent dogs, and it must be stopped in any cost. Uh, it makes me sad. Uh, <laughs> someone asked, how many dogs have you killed in the last two months, Peter?" Well, that's some good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that dogs died, so I'm, I'm glad... Uh, I'm glad PETA has informed me of this. Uh, here's another one for you. Osman replies again. Thousands more dogs are bred and then disposed of for not making the cut. You won't see those dead puppies in the tour, only the dogs the owners wish to celebrate. Uh, this is this is some good stuff. I'm learning a lot from PETA, once again. Uh, their their bio says hashtag in speciesism. Oh here they've got clips of dogs um in their kennels yeah this is pretty terrible this is pretty terrible stuff this is sad that these dogs are are uh, in their kennels they're they're yep dogs living outside yep oh there they are chewing snow it's kind of cute yeah they man they look miserable yep um a thousand miles 150 dogs dead uh 50 years of suffering help us hashtag in the iditarod uh, 2022 Iditarod to mark 50 years of running dogs to death. Uh, this is good stuff. Oh, it's National Frozen Foods Day. So uh, Target went to a vegan. <laughs> PETA went to Target to find vegan foods. This is great. This is great stuff. Um, the leading cause of death for dogs forced to race in the Iditarod is so horrible you have to read to believe it. If this happened to humans, people would be imprisoned. Oh, well, I got to I gotta find out what the leading cause of death is for dogs. For race. I've, I haven't read this. Uh, pneumonia. Is the leading cause of death for dogs racing the Iditarod yeah that yeah that that checks out it's it's pretty cold guess that checks out anyway um did you know the majority of retail meat contains poop hmm oh this is oh this is some fantastic stuff peter um they they seem to have started an Among Us lobby where they're just telling each other go vegan. Um, oh, it, the, the the bit is the bit is they they're saying go vegan is the imposter, but they're just they're just saying the words go vegan. So uh, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, get it? This is some great stuff. I am hating the idea about already. All those indigenous peoples that use sled dogs—evil, evil people. <sighs> Activists in Alaska are taking a stand for dogs. It's been oh man, they're ruining Alaska too. These vegans. This is ridiculous. Oh, here's a here's a good one. This this is a debate ender right here from Peta. Would your dog survive a 1,000-mile run pulling a heavy sled through biting winds, blinding snowstorms, and sub-zero temperatures? Hashtag, into the Iditarod. You know? Now that I think about it, Teddy, Teddy, our, fa- our family dog, Teddy, Teddy B, the multi-poo, 18 pounds. I gotta give this one to Peter. I don't think he'd make it. I don't think he'd make it. So, I... I and obviously, all dogs are that size. You know, dogs dogs cannot do this thing. You know, fun fact: every single dog that has ever run in the Iditarod has died because of it. That's just indisputable fact, right there. So yes, my pet dog would not survive the Iditarod, which means no dog would survive the Iditarod, especially not the ones that are specifically bred for this purpose and are are genetically. Uh, tuned to do this exact thing this is literally their purpose for existing you're right this would not nope, they're 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 being they're gonna die they're all gonna die all these dogs dead all these dogs are dead so you know what? thank you pita i was gonna talk about the iditarod i was gonna start this series through west bros where i where i would talk about the iditarod maybe you know three or four episodes of west bros i was gonna give updates about the racers uh, mushers where they were and who's leading. Uh, Personally, I'd like to see Dallas CV make history. But, uh, you know, now I think about it, this is speciesism. And as PETA's own description says, animals are not ours to experiment on, eat, wear, use for entertainment, or abuse in any other way. Um, So, like I said, this episode was not about me disagreeing with people or being sarcastic because I 100% agree with this. And we should end the Iditarod Trail sled dog race. Thank you. I'll see you. I'll see you around on the next episode of West Bros. Uh, For now... Just make sure we, we end speciesism. That that's what's important. Whoa, hold up. Shaquille O'Neal turned fifty years old. That's much better than the Iditarod being fifty years old. Uh Twitter's always keeping me informed of what's important.